the topic is non-duality, but basically what's looked at is duality, yes? And hopefully duality leads to the sense of dualism inside of us or where we're sitting. And then you can get a sense of subject-objectness. And then you know what's being negated by non-duality, which is duality, yeah? So non-duality is a negation of duality. And the basic crux of it is the, is the negation of the act of dualism that this body Paul represents, yes? So sometimes you're thought about, sometimes you believe you're the thinker. So, so one minute you're the subject, one minute you're an object. It just goes on and on like this, yeah? So, I entered non-duality. I heard it around the 90s. Um, again, I approach it like I approached everything else. And that's what non-duality invites us to look at, is how we approach everything. Because the assumption of non-duality is we are based on misunderstandings, yes? We are based on insinuation, uh, historical reference, constant reinforcement, uh, of the idea, and then it's using actually what's happening to reinforce this story, that it's us it's happening to, or it's us that's doing it. So just to break it down, everyone has the five get, say, sense gates. Some of them, most people have them working. So they're seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, and in Buddhism, they talk about thoughts as uh, something that's seen by mind. So that's the sixth sense. So obviously what fuels uh, the contact is consciousness or something. They give it a name. But there's an onness that doesn't seem to have any volition concerning it. It's just on. There doesn't seem to be an off switch. And... There's the noticing of the seeing. We are the seeing, and then there's a noticing of the seeing by the mental activity. And the mental activity just claims the seeing to really infer a seer, yes? And that wouldn't be so bad. It's not bad living and then having a narration or interpretation of life. It could be funny. It could be like... Uh, yeah, there could be some information there. But the thing with this is when this idea of being the seer is supposed, it's presupposed before the seeing, yes? So now the seeing is an attribute of the seer, which is off, obviously. You don't have to look any farther. What is essential to the seer is seeing. Is the seer essential to the seeing? No. But the seeing is completely essential to the seer. There's no seer without the claiming of seeing. There's no doer without the claiming of doing. There's no feeler without the claiming of feeling. Yet there's feelings, there's doing, there's seeing, there's hearing, there's tasting. Without a taster, a hearer, a feeler, and stuff like that. Supposedly, Lord Buddha said something, uh, you know, events happen, deeds are done, yet there is no individual doer thereof. Yeah, it's just basically that's the invitation. Or let's say that's the premise. 
And then we listen to satsang, we listen to these pointers, we listen to the, the understanding of duality from the aspect of non-duality. And what happens is the satsang and the non-duality brings into contrast the misunderstandings, yeah? It's like that story with Ramana where he's some guy's walking around the road and he's bothered by his foot, tries to avoid it and deny it, but suddenly he finally stops and looks at it and he's got a big thorn in his foot. So he looks around where he's sitting and he finds another thorn and he puts uses that thorn to pull out the other thorn. He doesn't replace the first thorn with the second thorn. So you're not replacing the misunderstandings of duality with the understanding of duality, of non-duality. You're just not, yeah? This is what happens when people do that as an action figure. They now replace the misunderstanding of all that stuff with an understanding of non-duality on top of the basic understanding of taking yourself to be the one who has the understanding, yes? So therefore, it they become like the non-dual police, the the uh, fucking Pharisees, and where they they have the letter of the law, but they don't have the spirit of the law. Yes, they miss something by now having the old understandings replaced from another bogus set of understandings, which is a very very uh, myopic view of non-duality to the point where people whatever, the supposed person is trying to be a non-person as a person, yeah? So no, these understandings are there just to negate the misunderstandings. And what you rely on is what's always available, which is not an understanding. It's the sense of being, what you are. What you're looking for is just that. You are what you're looking for. So this sense of this being, which is always available at all times, it's the open gate, it's the open secret and the gateless gate, becomes what's relied on. Or there's not even a relying on, because that, that's with the language you know, implies there's something else that's relying on that. There's just a new basis yeah, that everything is sort of seen from, which it's always been the case. But now there's not a giant field of misunderstandings for it to get sifted through to this object that thinks it's a subject, this identification as the doer, the thinker, the feeler, the taster, the touch, a pictured as a long-lasting, independent, separate thing. Yeah. So this hopefully satsang just keeps reinforcing that. You sit here, you hear things. Maybe you. some of it gets claimed as the you're the hero of it. Some gets through. It's like that spiritual sperm. There's so much released, you know, at least one or two of them are going to get to the great mother and the mother's going to conceive an idea. I'm not that. Yes. So this is what we do. We don't take breaks and breathe together or pause and look at ourselves with a loving gaze because the head would regroup in those minutes. That minute of reprieve, it regroups. We want to overwhelm it so that the things you're calling your devices, you'll see are not your devices, which is intellect and understanding and knowing and getting and experiencing. Because this is not a topic of experience. It's not a topic of acquisition. It's not a topic of historically, I had it and then I lost it somehow. 
that's not it. It's just always available as it always is. No matter what has happened or is going to happen or you think is happening. Yeah? It's such a freaking relief and it's very disarming. Yeah? Everything else just set off a train of activity or motion with the hopes of, of ending up in a result. This, this just, just put a delay on all the schedules, yeah? Just sort of lets you sit there and then see what happens. See, see what happens if you stop trying to shuffle the deck and you let this shuffle the deck and then play the hand it gives you. And you'll see the truth in a sense. You, you'll come to a conclusion. You're never going to get it. Followed by a hallelujah because you are it. Yeah. You're never going to understand it. Oh, no, that's no, because it's indescri It's incomprehensible. You can't understand it as this action figure. Yeah. This is great news. Because all those drives to try to get it and know it, and it is not an experience. There is no, I do not believe there is a non-duality experience. I do not. There would have to be someone else to have the experience. And that whole idea of being the experiencer is negated by the invitation of non-duality. How could something that's negated turn into a non-dual experience? So you just get left with exactly what you got, nothing which in turn is everything. Yeah. You finally get off that carousel and stop reaching for the fucking ring. Yeah. It's like that guy, that old story with the guy that uh, is a beggar at the gate of this city in the old days. And he's been begging there for 20, 30 years. And then he lives in a, like a little ghetto area. So every night he runs back there makes his little soup and shit. One day, some guy, he's asking him for money, and the guy goes, hey, look in your pocket, bro. And he just walks by, and finally the guy puts his hand in his pocket, and there's a giant jewel in there. He's been rich the whole time he's been begging. He just had, it was an unsuspected resource. He never put his hand in his pocket. Yes? He just believed that he was poor. Yeah? Did he suddenly become rich? No, and, and basically he was always rich. He was just not accessing it, yeah? And this is the thing about this message. You are already that, but in this dreaming, it doesn't seem to be getting accessed. And this is what happens. Instead of playing the role of seemingly being asleep to being awake, because being awake is the fact, you're now seemingly awake to that fact. That's the difference, really. Yeah. Instead of seemingly asleep, you're now seemingly awake because you are already awake. But here, this is a dreaming. This is a pantomime. People can act as if they're not something they already are for 70, 80 years. Maybe they can convince themselves and other people convince. But ultimately, the fact outshines all the shenanigans. We are awake. That is our nature. So you can seem to be awake to that, or you can seem to be asleep to that. Just as simple. One, I would say, is a vehicle called traveling lighter. The other one has, an op has a possibility, a very strong one, to make mountains out of molehills. Yeah? 
to get caught in a web of time where you may be totally okay right now, but it's overridden by you may not be okay next week and you weren't okay last week. So now time becomes the arbiter of this, of this event. I see it in the community I'm from, recovery. I've seen people sit at meetings and they're totally flipping out, yet no one else is flipping out. So they're obviously not responding to the comfort of the room. Every, there's coffee, it's not freezing. It, there's even little cushions on the seats. Everything's comfortable. And then you ask, they finally, and they want to share. And what they share about is August 15th, and it's July 28th. They're totally flipped out about August 15th on July 28th to the point where they've forgotten July 28th. That's insane. And are you helpful if you go, oh, let's talk, let's sit down and talk about August 15th? It's not happening. Yeah. Let them hang out to dry. Let them get, let them sit with that. Jesus Christ. I would just say, Miss, here's a calendar. It's Sunday, July 28th. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And this idea, and so what does that drive people to do? They believe there's so they believe in an August 15th, and therefore they believe they can be out of a moment. And now they start trying to practice how to be in the moment, or read books about how to be in the moment, or watch videos about how to be in the moment. And in fact, they've never been out of a moment. That's the fact. Yeah. I don't care how much you talk, think about August 15th, you're not in August 15th on July 28th. This is why we envy fucking animals. My dog, I can throw the ball one time, 800 times. That's why you get those things now because people's arms would fall off. You get those little things and so you can just keep throwing the ball. The dog is just fucking... Every, it's like new, it's a new ball. Every morning it's waiting at my door. <laughs> and what I hear when I'm sleeping is balls being dropped. Dun, 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 dun. And then I open up the door and there she is. Let's go. <laughs> Unbelievable. Tail going crazy, just doing 360s around me as I'm walking out to go out, just making sure I'm coming. She's, she looks back and makes sure I'm going out the garage. Yeah. People, oh, I've done that before. It's not that exciting. Yes. Beautiful sunset. Ah, I've seen sunsets. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's insane, isn't it? So this is like living life and you're trying to take your own pulse and your fingers are on the elbow. Your head will say you're picking up something, but you're not. It's completely interpreted. You put your finger on the, on the wrist. You don't have to say anything. You'll feel something, yes? You won't have to check if you're alive. You'll know you're alive. You'll know onness, <laughs> yeah? It's incessant. Sleeping, waking, thinking, not thinking, doing, not doing, 
onness. Yeah. So I went to satsang in the 90s, I think, and that was it. I just stopped doing anything. <laughs> when I heard that guy from a Zen lineage say, hey, I'm, I'm like a man standing by the river selling water. And then he said, it's even funnier than that. I'm, in, I'm, I'm a man standing in the water selling water. I just walked out and that was it. <laughs> I just walked out. That was it. And sat with the, the collapsing of my whole hoping for a future event to occur. Just gave it up. Gave up the ghost. The ghost left. I didn't give up shit. I was probably trying to grab onto it, but it just became obvious. And then uh, I went to satsangs, and I guess I heard all I needed to hear, you know. And then the thing was, See if the if when you say the statement "what's looking is what you're looking for," yeah, you can explore the you that's looking for it all day. Study everything about that you that's looking for it. But when you see the you looking for it from what's looking, there'll be a great diminishing of looking for it. <laughs> The you will have to find other shit to do because it's going to drop like a lead weight once you see that. <laughs> you better pick up some hobbies. <laughs> You're going to have a lot of time on your hands. <laughs> So yes, I'm a real believer in if there's a topic with a group of people and they're all discussing the the debits or the value of worrying about next week, the only question that would be interesting to me is who is it that's worrying about next week? Yeah. Let's see that because the meaning of next week is coming from that who that's thinking about next week. Yeah. Why don't we start looking uh, right where we are? You don't need to read tons of books. Just see what's going on. And then the the the, the cryptic uh, invitations of non-duality will come to life. Yeah. You'll see you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You'll see that's exactly what's been going on. You can't use light to see light. You can't use mind, big M, mind to, to, to seek mind. Why? Because your mind, your Buddha, your light. That's why. Could you imagine if you were anyone else to use the Buddha to seek the Buddha would be fucking pretty good, eh? You'd have, you'd have a high percentage of succeeding. If I could use light to seek light, man, I, it would be pretty illuminated, I imagine. But I am light. <laughs> so when the head is using light to seek light, it doesn't work. It, do, it works perfectly for the head because it's what gets illuminated. 
the imaginary character. Yeah? But, so being what you are, now is really the the uniqueness of non-duality. There's no planning or hoping you're going to arrive somewhere. It's always when you think you arrive anywhere, greeted with on having never left. Yeah. So I hope after a few times of having the rug pulled out from underneath you, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, anyone want to say anything? It's all rooted in loss of interest, really. That's the movement. The movement is, isn't getting keenly interested in it. The movement is losing interest in that which is keenly interested in it. Yeah, <laughs> you lose interest in the idea of Paul. Not all the topics Paul has an interest in, but the idea of Paul. And then you'll see what topics stay and what topics go, yeah? When you lose interest in Paul, you'll see, you'll see what happens. You know, that 50 card, two card deck may only be like 11 cards. <laughs> you won't have four jacks, maybe one jack, one ace, <laughs> many more jokers. There'll be a lot more jokers in the deck for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. If you're interested in it and you're and you're interested in hearing it in this way, there's tons of stuff on Zen Bitch Slap, yeah, tons of videos. And uh, if you hear one from ten years ago, it's pretty similar to now. <laughs> I don't, I don't think the <laughs> people come after they haven't seen me in eleven years. Anything new, Paul? No, nothing new. <laughs> <laughs> Just selling cod, like always. <laughs> you should expand your fish market. Bring some mackerel in. No, cod. <laughs> I know how to work with cod. <laughs> Sushi it, grill it, fry it, bake it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm happy to be here. Uh, Isn't life rich, really? Now that you're now that uh, you're not on the go all the time, even though you could be busy uh, in actions, doesn't mean you're busy inside. It's just been every day here has been so beautiful. Uh, yeah, I like this. We're transitioning into fall here in Northern California, and it's just like the HD quality of the air, everything. Yeah. And the beautiful thing is you're not looking at it from a moving train. Yes. You're here, like really stopped and uh, available. Yeah. Because you're present. You are that present. Yeah. You are it. That is made that. And one of your qualities is availability. And I feel humbly 
when you are that presence and that availability, you're of service, yeah? You don't have to go join a crusade, maybe you will, but you don't have to. You'll be used in whatever smallness or largeness you find yourself, yeah? It's nice. So, yeah, anyone else, anyone question or anything? No, no hands right now. Although, is uh, Amelia online? Because there's a Paul Hederman with no video on. It may be her, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> the, uh, the person who has that shoe zoom under my name, so. Uh, stay by yes, it's me. Oh, hi, Miss Amelia. <laughs> Hello. I came in with another name. I don't, I'm not sure why. Yes, okay. it's me. You came in with my name. Yeah. <laughs> you came with my name. No, I came with your name. You're right. <laughs> no, you. <laughs> I'm asking for Paul Hedeman's money. <laughs> yeah. And you've got it's two not... hands up now. Huh? You've got two hands up now. You ready for okay. Esteban? Esteban. Esteban. <laughs> Esteban or Esteban? How do we say Esteban. it, Esteban? Esteban. 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 With the accent in the second E, Esteban. Oh, all right. It's Mike knows. Yes. It's not like it'll, it's not like Italian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Mike knows, but it's okay. Call me whatever. <laughs> The imaginary character is uh, out to lunch anyway. Paul, I have a question. If there is no imaginary character, there is no trauma, no psychological trauma, no history, no, am I correct? Well, people can feel traumatic without no trauma. Yeah, if you ever read The Course in Miracles, in dreaming, there are causeless effects, right? So what would a causeless effect be? Something that's thought to have happened or believed to have happened, but actually didn't, yet still produces an effect in the dreaming. Yes? It's like this... It's captured very well by this story, old story Ramana used to say about the lady who had this beautiful necklace. And then uh, she loses the necklace, yes? And it really bums her out. She loved that necklace, has a whole story. It made her life better and everything. And so she keeps talking to her friends and they, she asked them, will you help me find the necklace? So now there's all these people looking for this necklace. And then they hear some information that someone up in the North said they know how to find the necklace and they take a pilgrimage and they go sit at this person's feet. And he says, I have found the necklace and I can tell you how to find the necklace. And so, but first you've got to do this and this, you've got to prepare to a, for the necklace to arrive, goes on and on. So suddenly she's uh, bumming out, just stays there because she lost this beautiful necklace. And then somebody comes by and says, hey, why don't you feel around your neck? And so the lady feels around the neck and there's the necklace. So she now has the joy of finding the necklace. 
But in fact, the necklace has always been around her neck. So what caused her being bummed out wasn't that she lost the necklace. It was that there was a thinking there was a loss of the necklace. Yes. The necklace was still there, yet she walked around being bummed out for months. And then when she, quote unquote, found the necklace, she was in great joy. But did she find the necklace? It hadn't always been there. It never had been lost. It was always, it was just based on, it was a seemingly so condition. She believed it had been lost, and then suddenly she believed she'd found it. And all those feelings and emotions that were provoked were causeless effects, yeah? Because the necklace had always been there. So this is what happens, yes. There was no one to have trauma, but there's trauma. Yeah. And and after you start um, negating the imaginary character, when you start negating it, the there's less dust to collect in the mirror, or there is no mirror where can dust collect. Well, yeah. Let's say in in this event this physical body's had a lot of trauma you know i was run over twice by cars shot at you know a lot of stuff happened uh to the body a lot of sinus infections and illness and shit and uh it seems to be okay <laughs> yeah so I saw like I was in a uh, this one section of the hospital with all these people with severe injuries and they were similar, but one thing that was common was they were very severe. So we were in a teaching hospital and the reactions of all the people was different to the same trauma really. Some people started getting loaded and became alcoholics. Some people stopped drinking and got sober yeah it just so basically what's the biggest uh influence of what any events affects or length of whatever is based on what's before it which is mind us dreaming yes yes mm -hmm. so now trauma is becoming very it's in vogue now as the cause of a lot of stuff. Like some people are trying to say alcoholism is caused by trauma and stuff. Well, uh, maybe, maybe not, yeah? Because I think really it's what's before the dreaming of everything is what making things so, yes? Yes, so mm -hmm. I don't think, uh, Whatever, that's my experience with it. So with hearing the message uh, and having a real sense that I'm not the body, yeah, uh, the Urban Renewal Project of the body got uh, canceled, yes? And all that budgetary interest and attention went somewhere else. And it basically ended up enriching my day while in the past it was being used to enslave my day. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, 
as an action figure, you're going to get what you see. <laughs> I can't polish the Toyota into a Bentley. It just doesn't work. <laughs> but it gets me around, which is the point. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's how I see it today. Thank you, Paul. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Esteban. You ready for Emerson? Yeah, sure. Hey, hey Emerson, how are you? Yeah, yes. good, good. Good evening, everyone. Uh, yeah, Emerson, so thank you, Paul. Um, I've been listening for a while and at other meetings, and um, what you were saying earlier, I've experienced is that there's been like a falling away. It's kind of just a slipping away of things that I thought were really important, like praying, saying I'm an alcoholic. Um, um, yes. Certain types of meetings, they seem to have just like slipped away. And I feel guilty about not feeling guilty <laughs> that they've slipped away. Yes. Um, because they were so, 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 so important to me a year ago. And um, so anyway, these things are slipping away and um, I don't feel like I'm resisting them slipping away, but there's this, there's something that's like, is this okay? Is this really okay? And uh, so if that made any sense, maybe you could speak on that. Yes. Uh, that voice of, is it really okay? Is is framed in the story of the policeman thief. It's the policeman, yeah. So it, the policeman's idea of you being free is to be bound by its handcuffs. <laughs> or with a big story that it's much better than when you were a thief, when it, which it could be, but you're still bound in a sense, yes? So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, just have some people who you respect and bounce stuff off of in the community. Yeah, and uh, you remember there was an old thing, first they thought it was, uh, I think Nelson Mandela said it or something, but I don't know who it's attributed to, but they were talking about, you know, the biggest problem is people accepting their own glory. It's not about, you know, it's just like, there's a, a real, real stubborn discomfort to be okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, uh, yeah. So, yeah, just talk it with someone you respect and, uh, yeah. And that goes along with what you said earlier about trauma, like trauma seems to be in vogue. And right now it's just, things are, okay and yeah it's very odd you know things are neutral there's yes, an equilibrium great. and it seems um it's uncomfortable and it's odd yes yes yeah. because exactly because when things slow down you really see the speed of the seeking yeah mm -hmm. mm. and that's uncomfortable it is you see that for no point at all, you're always moving. <laughs> so, 
always being pushed ahead. And uh, when you sort of not attentive to that, you just went with, went along with the speed of the train, but now you see that you can get off. Yeah. Yeah. So just share it with some people you respect. And so, yeah, because the head will come up with some crazy ideas also, you know. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Emerson. You ready for Hari by Hazifone? Hari, of course. <laughs> We've got Sean also and other people here. Yeah. Sean and a oh, Hari phone. Yes, Hari. <laughs> I can't hear you, Hari. Oh, okay, great. Sorry. Um, yeah, I well, think you got kind a of wild filter on you. Is there a filter on me? It's just I'm sitting in a dark room with a red light. Is that? Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. see that. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I think you kind of answered my question, and it's probably the most unprepared I've ever been for asking a question. It's kind of, uh, I, I feel like um, I'm just here for an, a head check and an idea check because in certain lines of thinking around these matters, um, the idea is that freedom is in detachment from... Hold on one second, Hari. Yeah, yeah. Something should be suspect immediately when it, you say in certain lines of thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. Should I continue or not? Yes, go ahead. But just, to, yeah. So, I mean... Uh, based on it, like detachment, one it, detachment is gonna equates to freedom. Well, there is that line of thinking, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I maybe I should lay down the whole, I don't know if I should. Well, with this message, Hari, it's that there's it's the one that's attached or detached, that's what you look at. It's not right, not the effect that they're under, but the one who's under it, so to speak, yeah. Would it be crazy to finish my question, even though, like, you know, you've yeah. already shot it down? <laughs> um, yeah. I had an experience once when I was told that I might be leaving my mortal coil in which I just experienced this uh, kind of like the prototype for all attachment to experience on this earth. And because of that, I also imprinted myself with this idea that when when offered the prospect of leaving this planet, um, I should be some other, there should be some reaction that's a little bit more let go than, oh my God, the last thing I want to do is leave this place. I didn't, you know, that, that's actually what got me shifted off of my whole India trip, you know, realizing how unable I was to leave this place. And so now I'm, things are so much better and it's great getting older and less stupid and but what, what I'm experiencing is that the beautiful things in life are getting so much more beautiful that the whole attachment thing's kind of starting up all over. Like it's, it's like, it's like the more beautiful things get here, the less I want to go. And here we go all over again. And the reason I think you kind of already answered my question was you mentioned what Nelson Mandela said about people having trouble just being getting big. down, being big, being grandy being grand and being everything and 
Aha, your head almost said grandiose. You see that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought that was the word you used, but it wasn't, was it? No. Grand is different. Grandiose yeah. is something else, yes? Right. This is uh, the policeman's interpretation of, of grand could be grandiose. <laughs> exactly. Yes, exactly. And so, I don't know, in a way, my question, which admittedly wasn't well thought out, it was just been, you know, it's been on my mind lately, like the more beautiful things get, I worry because it's like, well, how am I going to leave this place peacefully? I mean, obviously, I guess the answer is, you know, it's there's nothing going on outside that isn't inside. So there's really nothing to leave. You know, I, well, I don't know. Is that the even whole a question? point is, you know, who goes anywhere? I remember yeah. when Ramano, his people, some of his people were worried he was passing away. And he says, where do you think I'm going to go? There's <laughs> yeah. only here. But again, this, this idea of the message is not so much being detached. It's seeing that you're not that which thinks it's attached or wants to be detached. Yes, yes. Because to me, a lot of people have requirements, but most people are living that one requirement that it's them. <laughs> yeah, this is the freedom of non-duality because the biggest requirement and biggest obstruction isn't requirements and obstructions, it's us, yeah? So when you see you're not that who has obstructions, there's a re you're relieved of some weight, yeah? And you're gonna yeah. leave anyway, seemingly, as from the body. So really, do you think... Uh... <laughs> 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 I got points how I walked into the cell I was inevitably getting pushed into by the police. <laughs> what happened? Yeah. No, I'm joking. Yeah, it happened once and they broke my ribs because I... Oh. This idea of... Uh, <laughs> I would think someone else is going to be the judge of how you left, honey. Not the head that's going. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you're going to be stopped at the gate because you were attached or detached. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a requirement held by by appearances here. I don't think it's it's uh <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. So I get it. Yeah, thank you, Paul. Yeah, but I know I know people. There's other lines of thought. Yeah, I don't not arguing with them. We just have another line. Yeah. Right. I think there's a line before thought. Yeah, and just a. Just at least if you see thoughts from before thought, they're a lot different than looking from the thoughts after you see them. Yes. Indeed. So nice to see you, Hari. Yeah. Always nice to see you, Paul. I don't, I don't even want to go into why you have a red light on in your house, but we'll talk I, I'll turn it. on another light. I just was too distracted was to get you know, what is, <laughs> I'll turn it on for goodbye. <laughs> all right all right we have uh how about mike which one now uh sad is next sean sad sad all right sad 
like this, it's opening up a little, so you see a lot more. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So that's a that to me is a sign, a very good sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just stay with it. Can I or ask don't. about um, um, attention? Like, is attention that, or is attention also something that's like attention moving around, like? I'll feel like I think, attention, I think attention and interest not moving is presence. And mm -hmm. then presence moving is attention and interest. Okay. Yeah. So when attention and interest rests, there's there's sense of presence, yes? Big whatever. When it's being directed, uh it doesn't put out the same sense, so to speak. Yeah. So I feel when it's not being directed and not, you know, being moved when it rests, that's presence. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, is it advisable? Because currently I'm not meditating, but I still sometimes will try to like just, you know, just kind of be and just kind of well, relax yeah. into it. Well, meditate if you like. Just have the mm -hmm. idea that it, there's no meditator. That's all. Mm -hmm. See, sometimes to get out of the meditator, the action has to stop for a while. I do a lot of what would people would call meditation. I just I'm just sitting around gazing and just off. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I don't feel like it's an experience. Yes, I don't believe I am doing it, see? So sometimes the activity needs to stop. You're not going to stop it or not. It, some, it usually stops for a while so that the noun can be addressed, the meditator. And then you may just love to be still. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And actually, t I'll tell you, the feeling is more being meditated. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So... Uh, it was a whole lot of mental stuff going on when I meditated. Yes, when there was the meditator doing the meditation. Yeah, a whole lot more. Now, there's just peace and relief. Yeah, <clears throat> Because I don't have a story that I'm meditating. <laughs> yeah, I just stop like sometimes in the morning, uh, I'm up before my girlfriend and I don't want to bother her. So I just lay there. It's great. Mm -hmm. And I just listen to the heater kick on, then it kicks off in 10 minutes. And here, you know, you can sense the breathing. There's chimes playing outside. It's just, uh, yeah, sort of like it. Yeah. So, yeah, you'll find your way. But sometimes, Things, you know, let's say there was a, you know, there was the engine and, and, the, and the, the car connected to the engine. Sometimes you have to stop the engine to check out the car, you know. So you stop doing the shit you used to do just to see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. And then you'll, whatever... It becomes like a flow. You're going to go the way the predilections and the preferences are. Yeah. So I like to be, you know, as a history, I got kicked out of school early. 
So I was on my own a lot, like in 10th grade, riding my bike around areas. And I've sort of been in that habit of spending a lot of alone time in my life. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's fine. So other people are much more extroverted and stuff. So, yeah. So you'll find your the seat assignment and shit like that. But the, the point is there won't be... You'll leave, you know, that which is thinking it's it bought the seat is like the carry-on. Yeah, it can be put <laughs> down. You don't need it. You can go basic economy. You won't miss it at all. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I'm happy. I'm happy for your report, bro. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. All right. Anyone Thanks. else we see? You yep. got a lot of uh, hands. Yeah, more and more all the time. <laughs> it must be a, a, a winter thing. Uh, oops. Uh, yeah, Sean's next. Sean. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm kind of in a, well, it's a kind of a ridiculous story in a way. Um, I was a chronic pot smoker for like 30 years quit that in the spring I was out tree planting maybe that had something to do with it but uh, I was out there tree planting and suddenly there was just this experience you know had flash of that like once 30 years ago and man that ego came in right away and beat the shit out of me and that disappeared pretty quick resulting in a big long spiritual depression that uh, dragged on for till it wore me right down and this time around that just doesn't seem to go away. Like there's this space, this uh, awareness going on all the time. And the ego, you know, it's, it's me. It's like inside this space, like a caged rat, like that something's onto it, you know? And it's like trying to capture this. It's like, and, and, the, and the repeating narrative is it tries to send this back into the past, right? It's like, man you know like why didn't somebody slip the alan watts book in my hands when i was 15 or something like this <laughs> i saved a lot of freaking bullshit and because of this like you know then the story the grief the trauma all this kind of stuff the feelings it all comes in there and it's it's really quite an excruciating uh, experience as as much as it's beautiful at the same time you know i wasn't really ready for this i, I was drinking fairly heavily too and uh, I stopped that I just didn't want to do it anymore um so the drinking's gone the pot smoking's gone and there's just this awareness with this me inside of it like bouncing around in like a freaking cage and it just doesn't want to freaking give up the ghost you know it's like man you know like if you'd known this before when you were freaking 20 or something like that you know amazing life would have just been awesome living in love and harmony instead of all the freaking crap and it's funny you don't want to let go of that story it's like well you want the crap and the bullshit to stop just give up why why it doesn't give up why it's so i think it's just a bad habit tell you honest truth of mind well, yeah, it's not going to give up. Uh, it's going to run out. It doesn't give up, though. But it runs out. It only has a certain amount of fuel. Yeah? 
and it lives on our fuel, really. And after a while, uh, life's going to get greedy with its fuel. It's going to cut the thing off. Yes? Yeah, that yeah. would be a relief. That would be a relief because the stuff isn't very hoppy. Yes. I, you know, I can say from my own experiences with and other people, uh, it's a finite event, the head, yeah. The infinity of us is going to win out. And when you have an assurance of that, it lessens the volume of the head. Yeah. Yeah. So come and join us, bro. And uh, I think I think these little satsangs will go a long way. Hey, thank you, Paul. Seriously. Yeah. I understand what's happening. I mean, I've. this is why a lot of people unconsciously don't want to know a lot of stuff because they're afraid of the raw of that mouse. Yeah. And it can be, it can be, uh, there's no way to really judge it except by being in it. Yeah. Because it's a subjective experience. So I, I know a lot of people, but I can't really know how it is for them because I've only been introduced to a certain volume of stuff in the head and they have, their volume may have 20 more notches, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but, uh, remember that thing when he said the dark night of the soul, it didn't say plural. It was dark night, <laughs> not dark nights. So I think it's going to, yeah, it's going to lose out eventually. Yeah, and then service is very helpful uh, because it will take you out of it. Yeah, it'll yeah. take your surface activity out of it. Yeah. Yeah, that selfish, uh, selfish little beast. Like it's a, it's a vicious animal. It's like, uh, it's very self-centered. Like it's. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, it's just yeah. curious. Be, uh, be of service, you know, if you can. Yeah. Uh, put yourself in that position because you'll. Uh, that surface attention will be drawn out of that orbit. So, yes. Like I'm a, I'm a massage therapist and I've been ignoring my career and like sucking into like ice isolation, you know, and. Uh, yeah, that's your need to go. Yeah. Just put your hands on somebody else and see what happens. I'm serious. Yeah. 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 And then the part of the guilt and all the rest of it. It's like, man, what have you been doing? You've had this gift for like decades and you've hardly been using it. Yes. Well, again, that's an aspect of the head we like to call the policeman. And yes, oh, yeah. yes. Uh, yeah. Let's de let's defund the police on this oh, level. Yeah. We're going to defund the police. No more attention and interest. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, Sean. I better move on. There's lots yeah, of hands. Thanks, nice Sean. Tyler, ready, Tyler? Uh, yeah, you're Tim. muted. Oh, Tyler. All right, Tyler. He's muted right now. It may be his head. His it's uh, yeah. Those things. 
you know, the, the headphones. Oh, right. Can, do you have a separate mic, Tyler? I'd say okay. take time. There you no, go. That's my fault. I was sorry. Oh, there you go. Got it. Can hear you. Uh, nice to meet you. Um, I've only been listening for uh, to a couple of um, of your recordings. Um, and, and this is a question that might not be the appropriate place, but um, I was thinking about um, some of the cons, you know, the, the ideas here. And I, I mean, it obviously like, it feels like some of it's going way over my head, but I was thinking about this idea of the futility and this, you know, I was thinking about Bill's story about where, where he calls the doctor and the doctor listens. And then, then he says, I don't, I don't know what happened to you, but anything's better than the way you were. You know what I mean? And he gets to this idea, right? And so, and before that, he'd been sitting in futility. He knew he was screwed. He just didn't know that what he had was was already there. What he needed was already there, right? It comes to this concept. <clears throat> and And at the end of that, after the scales of pride fall from his eyes, he says, all I needed was to want it, right? And then there's this big, big emphasis like if I just want it enough that I can find it, right? This idea that if I just want it, it'll be there. But the reality is, is that for me, it's like, you know, we talk about self can't fix self or self can't, you know, it's like, yes. you might as well just take out, you might as well just take out that. It's like, it's like self doesn't need to fix itself. Self, self is self can't be fixed so why are we even talking about self fixing itself right and and this concept of what what i don't understand is it feels like these people come in and using and drugging and then instead of tr they trade it in for self hate and there's this big gap of talking about self will as the bad thing but willingness as the good thing and i don't know what the fuck the difference is you know what i mean so what's the difference between self will and will the wanting because that's really it's a little confusing yes it can be but remember the people who wrote the book the book was a download yeah they did not hold that wisdom. The wisdom came through them. And Bill W. had a rough life, even though that stuff came through him and was the, the seed of recovery. He had a, a lot of difficulty in his life, yeah? For one thing. Now, the idea of self-will is just... Wow, that was cool. The idea of self-will, in the way I see it, is is the idea that there's a you that is directing the will, yes? And the you that directed the will is now we see as self, as something other than us. So we have this power of will, but something's been directing that will unaware of us because we've been identified as it. So self-will has availed us nothing. 
Yes? Just like it says, self-knowledge avails us nothing. But knowledge itself is very valuable. Yeah. That's something. And when, when you are... Mike, can you get that? Yeah, I had a hard time finding it there. It's gone. Uh, so, so self-will, this will that seems to be directed by this mental idea, yes? And then uh, self-knowledge avails us nothing, but knowledge of self can be very valuable, yeah? And therefore, what we do in recovery is admit the failure of self-will, yes? We don't set out on a course to change it because we're dominated by it, but we make a decision to turn our will and our life that's under the control of self at that time over to the care of something greater than ourselves, yeah? Greater than self. And then we do the working steps. This is, he was talking about Bill W., the man who's one of the co-founders of AA. So we do the working steps to bring life to the third step. See, we made a decision because we couldn't turn our will or life over because it was under self's control at that point, yes? So a foreign entity has been using our will that causes us to move and reach and think and do because it can't, yes? It can't. So now it can have an experience through us. It's like the parasite when they've done a lot of studies on, let's say, a thing called candida, which is a fungus that lives in people, yeah? And the fungus has a meal, has a, a food it likes, which is sugary, uh, floury stuff. It breaks it down, and it's like, it's like baby's blood to the vampire for the candida. So now the candida can't go out to the bakery and order shit. So it has to get someone who has a will to do things that can be directed and has a legs and arms and can go get the fucking bakery goods. Then the bakery, then the person eats it all the while having a story how much I love, you know, sugary, flowery shit, but it's really being produced by the candida. So the candida gets its food. Yeah. So now this will of the person, it's just a force, yeah, just uh, energy, has been directed by the candida to get what it wants. Same thing with us with alcoholism. The alcoholism, or what I like to call it, the selfing, has taken over the system and is using the system, one of its qualities, which is will. In other words, some idea can move the body, and I can go. It's doing, and it's using us to fulfill its own wishes, yes? It's using us for transportation. So this is self-will. And then there's the will, the naked will. When turned over, that willingness can bring a great result, yes? So it's basically a natural resource that's going to be put to the use by who has it. So if self is running the show, any life run on self-will is hardly going to be successful. And that when it's not running the show, the willingness is going to open the doors of recovery. So, yeah, there you go. It can seem paradoxical, but it isn't. It's basically 
a potentiality that's unique in a sense for us. Like the tree may have a will, but it doesn't move like us, yeah? So this is a perfect vehicle for a parasite to take over because we can go buy fucking entomins. We can buy fucking flowery, sugary shit. And the beautiful disguise of us is we'll think it was us doing it all the time. So the parasite can live, it can live in plain sight and no one sees it. Yeah. So there's my take. I hope it yeah. helped. No, yeah, that did. I, I, the understanding that, you know, somebody told me that the purpose of our will is to push aside self just enough for something else to take place made sense to me. But yes. what, what I realized for me was like, I can sit there and like this, the self doesn't give a shit about what the spirit wants. It doesn't care. I can sit there and I can rage on somebody. And, and if you ask me in that moment what I wanted, I would tell you, well, I want, I want healthy relationships. I want a healthy body. I want to love and be loved. I want all this shit, but I'm still doing, you know what I mean? So I guess, yes. it, yeah, yes. I get it. Thank you. But see, this is the why this is a way of life because there's going to be a transfer from one way, which is trusting the finite self, which is self-using and running our qualities, will and all that, and or coming to the point of recognizing trust in the infinite. So first, there's got to be a loss of trust in the finite self, and then there's a growing in trust in the infinite. That's the deal. So the action figure is playing in time and space where things can increase and decrease and so we're increasing the sense of being driven by the infinite and decreasing the sense of being driven by self, yeah? Living, this, living these principles and living this feeling of being surrendered to this other power. Yes. So there you go. Yeah, thank I you. move on, Tyler, but nice. And come on Tuesdays or Thursdays. That's when we have the recovery meetings. In the, Got it. Thank right? you. Fantastic. Thank All you, right. Tyler. Uh, and Tim, Timar. All right, Tim. Am I unmuted? Yes. 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 Good evening, everybody. Good evening, Paul. Thank you. Um, I'm, I'm kind of trying to regrip, re, re, uh, figure out where my head's at here after listening to more of those convers conversations. But first off, I want to, I, I guess it's a comment. I want to thank you. Um, uh, I, I've been visiting this uh, uh, this this venue here. Uh, we're actually coming to the meetings here in California. It's later here. I'm in the Midwest, and I've been going on Saturdays as well. And then you guys went to Italy, and I stayed with some things there. But I kind of broke away from that. It's it's not. I attend a lot of uh, um, uh, I attend a lot of twelve step meetings and have for a long time. But uh, uh, so I'm used to being. I'm used to that vibration of being there. This vibration is a little bit more awkward to me. Um, but I, I, so I listen in the car and I have for years. So first off, thank you for allowing us to be a part of the, the souffle that you used to speak about. You used to talk about a souffle. I remember wa uh, watching you years ago. And if somebody started to talk back or so asked you a question, it was like, Hey man, you know, this is, we're going to do a souffle here. So we're going to set it, we're going to put it in the oven for a minute. And then, you know, it was like, you know, give me a minute here as we go. And, and how does open the door is, it makes it drop. Yes. Right. So, so it was like, like, it was more like, Hey, don't, don't get in here. Let me go here for a minute. Let it, let it. And it's, uh, um, 
And it's so cool the way this is morphed out here because it's so interesting to watch how, how much deeper it can go when there's a dialogue, when a, when a dialogue starts to happen. Not like most sasangs where someone just speaks. Not that I've been to a lot of them, but uh, um, uh, what happened is uh, as I got away from it, it, it's not as convenient for me to be here. Um, so I listen, on the, I listen on the YouTube. So I listen to it when I want to listen to it. I, you know, if I got a 40 minute drive or whatever I'm doing, I'm listening, it's, you know, it's, it's comfortable. Uh, um, so I didn't really come back in. I tried to do a Saturday. I didn't want to go. I tried to, the timing didn't work out. I tried to do another Tuesday. It was too late for me or Wednesday. It was too late for me. And then I caught one of your videos that started, you started to say how the sasang things start to land. And I'm like, oh yeah. So when I listen to Paul, things land. There's a, a fusion that you have between the, the recovery and the spirituality and this whole thing. And, um, and, and things start to land. And you, you, the other day you used an example about the clapping of the hands. Um, and that, that there is no clapping, it's always like this. And boy, when you said that, I'm like, yeah, 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 there it is. And so I, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable here. For some reason, I'm comfortable in this environment. I'm used to being around meetings where I'm in person, but I'm, I'm comfortable in this environment. It starts to make sense for me. And uh, um, uh, it's, it's, I just wanted to say, I wanted to say that, that, uh, uh, that it's, it's nice. It's nice because what, what you say penetrates. So I'm glad you've stuck, to, you've stuck to your path and your path has been to say the same thing over and over and over because that's what my head was saying. Ah, you don't need to go say, what are you going to do, sit there? You're going to sit there for an hour and listen to them. You can listen to them tomorrow in the car. You can listen to it, you know what, that, you can listen to it a day from now. But the truth is, is that when I get here, uh, I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable and it's nice. So I just want to say thank you. Uh, thank you, Tim. Yes. It's cool. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. No, All right. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. And I wanted to say, uh, acknowledge Stefan because he had his hand up and yeah. uh, he put it down, but uh, wanted to say hi. I almost collapsed when I saw Stefan's hands up, but he's down. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. It was probably wise we didn't go right to Stefan. So, yeah. All right, anyone else, Mike? Nope. Well, what time is it? Is it time? It is 11.17 or 17 after the hour, wherever you are. All right. So let's, uh, if everyone is satiated, yes, so we can. Uh... <laughs> All right, Mike. As always, thank you for the service. Carrie's service also. Stuart, David, Raven. I haven't seen you in a while, Raven. Nice to see you back. Yeah, hope all's well. Really nice to see you too, Paul. It's been quite a while. Yes. We got Esteban, uh, our friend. Very nice to have him here. Sean. Yeah, Sean. Uh, yeah, come up, come and visit. I think it'll be helpful to you. Yeah, yeah. Tyler, hopefully I'll be seeing you again. Uh, we got Michael S. down there. We got Emerson in Long Beach, Brahmi in India. Oh, we got Sherry. Where are you, Sherry? Actually. 
I am in San Diego. Oh, San Diego. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah I'm in San Diego. So. <laughs> oh, good, good. Yeah, thank you so much. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Clifford, I think I know he's in Chiang Mai, I think, still. Yes? Yeah, yeah. still here. All right, bro. We got Tim, Tim R. in the Midwest. We got Craig May in Oz. Hey, Mia, you have Sherry is in San Diego. Hello there. Yeah, I heard that. Hi, so am I. <laughs> so there you go. Nice. Hi. <laughs> nice to yeah, meet you. you guys, Hi. Whatever. I'm not yeah. setting anything up. Just da, da, da. No, 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 that's lovely. <laughs> no, I, I've got it. I got down there for a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, nice to meet you. Hi. Uh, hey. <laughs> Tej, nice to see you, Tej. Yep. We got William S. Nice to see William. Saad, pleasure, bro. Stefan on having never left. Fantastic. Gary, the man from the corner. We got uh, Jack G one of our original Zoomites. It's always a pleasure to see Jack. Yep, Susanna W. Very nice. Hey, Susanna, we're having a live meeting at the house Saturday. If you don't work on one o'clock. So come on up. Yeah, we're gonna have food here. And what time? One o'clock in the afternoon to about three. Actually, it'll go longer. Until Amelia comes back. Uh <laughs> Yeah. I'll text Amelia. Aren't you going to be there? Well, she was supposed to be, and then she has the she has something to do with her son. So, but Maybe. yeah, I don't know yet. All right, but I'll be here at a certain point. Okay, come on. Come I'll on come on. later when you're there. Just kidding. All right, all right. <laughs> Thanks, Susanna. I guess <laughs> we've got a. Uh, oh, Hari has come into a new light. She's in there. Yes. Studio lights. She left the red <laughs> district of her mind, and now she's in the light. Yeah, that's good. We've got Kathleen, Lucas, uh, Bruce. Oh, Bruce F. We got Dave and maybe Mandy. We got Alan. Thanks again for the donation, Alan. Oh, yeah, there's Mandy uh, with the kids at the beach. Wow. Susan K., my latte lady. Always a pleasure. I think that's it. Got it covered. And hey, I'll see you guys. Uh, some people, you know, it's all on the Zen Bitch Slap event page, all the Zooms and stuff. And we're going to be in uh, Mexico in February, February 3rd to the 6th, down in uh, Lake, Lake Chambala. No, near Lake Chapala. Chapala, near uh, Guadalajara, just to do a couple of days of talks like more long day events. So, all right, I'll see everybody soon. Thank you.